Hello, I'm going to talk about the IMF last report, World Economic Outlook, that is showing that we are going through crisis after crisis and that this has lasting consequences. Globally, the IMF is cutting its forecast by more than 1% for the world, so they're not announcing a recession, certainly not, but they're taking into account the fact that the, crisis, the pandemic crisis still has consequences on the world economy and that this is adding to the new crises that are erupting now. So let's go back to the consequences of the pandemic. The pandemic was really very well absorbed and we had a very strong recovery in 2000, uh, uh, 2021 and uh, worldwide. But nevertheless, there, is, there are still consequences. We see first that supply chain are still disrupted very strongly in, a, in the ports, globally in production, and this is going to last certainly for another year. We also had changes in consumers' behaviors, uh, and this will affect durably some sectors, mainly, for example, commercial real estate, office real estate. We have also, and this is really there to, for a long time, increasing public debt in all countries. Some can cope easily with that, but other ones will really face difficulties. And we already saw, for example, Sri Lanka defaulting just a few weeks ago. The conflict in Ukraine is affecting this recovery further and is adding difficulties to this recovery, mainly through very high inflation. There is a very high inflation in energy prices, but also, and this is even more important in my view, in food prices. Energy prices will remain extremely volatile, even if um, the war were to stop tomorrow. I think personally that sanctions will remain on Russia and that the, the market will remain extremely worried about a lack, of, a lack of potential energy. So this is gonna maintain relatively high prices, not at the current level, but higher than normally and very volatile. Food prices, there is no supply, uh, lack of supply today yet but the risks are really on next year. And this could really fuel unrest in countries where food prices are not controlled or subsidized. This is mainly in Northern Africa, um, but or Turkey also, and, and even some Asian countries. The most vulnerable countries today are Tunisia, for example, where we could have a default, uh, and where I remind you that the Arab Spring began on this kind of events but also countries like Bangladesh that are very dependent on the food imports. The, the lack of wheat could be compensated by France, by India, also by the US, but, but that nevertheless will maintain high prices and difficulties. Finally, inflation always aggravates inequalities, and this is really dangerous in the long term. There is another crisis we are not mentioning that much, but is adding to this global, a bit gloomy view. It's the fact that China is slowing down. China was used to growth rate of around 7%. And this year, we're not gonna have a growth rate above four or four and a half percent for different reasons. The first reason is that we have really a negative impact of their zero COVID policy. They continue to lock down some, some cities. We've seen it, you see that every day. And this is really stopping production, export, but also it's really affecting for the longer term, uh, again, supply chains. Uh, there is dissatisfaction that is growing among the, the people under lockdown. 
And this is really an issue for the government because they are celebrating a very big anniversary of the Communist Party in the autumn, and they certainly don't want to have any difficulties on the social side. So this is going to be very difficult for the government to manage. At the same time, uh, they are trying to slow down the real estate sector that has been really a bubble over so many years, and therefore there is lower demand for raw materials that are related to, constru to construction. So this is again adding for the rest of the world to lower exports and lower demand in China. Now, if you remember, monetary policies were expected to be tightened by the end of last year, we had see, began to see that uh, trend. Certainly, the Fed is going to tighten as expected, mainly because their inflation is related to labor costs, not to energy or food prices, and that they will certainly tighten quite strongly over the year, several um, uh, hundred basis points. However, there is a dilemma for Europe and for emerging markets. We don't expect them to follow the US necessarily because growth is much lower and much more fragile, for example, in Europe. This means that uh, for countries like, like these ones, they may delay the, the, the tightening of the monetary policy, and this could result in depreciation of the currency. This is fine for Europe, for example, because this will support exports, it will not increase massively the cost of imports, and it will support the growth. But for emerging markets, it could be really difficult because this could um, increase the cost of the debt and increase the cost of the imports if they are extremely dependent on imports in dollars. So we could see other emerging markets falling into difficulty really uh, quite rapidly. Th th there are different regions that could be affected in that. It's true in some Latin American countries, certainly Northern African countries, and again, as I was saying, uh, some Asian countries that are really very dependent on their relationship with China and on the demand uh, in China. Let me remind you also that trade was already slowing down before all these crises. We had already that trend in 1819. So trade will be further affected by all the, the, the scenario that I'm just explaining. And this is certainly uh, quite negative for all countries dependent on their exports. Now it's back to what I have been explaining so many times. Maybe we are going into a more regional globalization instead of the globalization that we had over the last years. In conclusion, we have to remember that growth will be below expectations, but it's not a recession. However, instead of a V-shaped that uh, recovery that we have been seeing in 2021, we're going to have quite a flat uh, growth in 22, 23, and even maybe 24. The, the, the difference will be that the US will be stronger than the rest of the world, and we're going to have very fragile growth in Europe and in uh, uh, emerging markets globally. Purchasing power will be affected in a large number of countries, and this affects all those uh, sectors depending on uh, private consumptions. There are still very major risks stemming from monetary policies, as I just explained. Finally, I would finish on a more positive note. I think that all these crises could accelerate the energy transition and the decisions on these energy transition. They are political, but they are really pushed by all these crises. 
And this could be a, a sector of strong growth in the coming years and of a longer term positive development. Thank you.